It's six o'clock. This is your wake-up announcement. It's time for you to get up and get going if you haven't already. It's six o'clock time for prayer time here on WHCB 91.5. The Blessing. Oh my. Time marches on. No question about that. If you have uh, a desire to assist WHCB, there's several ways you can do it. Number one, you can pray for us. And you can ask the Lord to bless this ministry, to guide this ministry, to strengthen the workers of this ministry, to keep the team going in the right direction. You can tell others about WHCB. That's very important because we have no budget to advertise, and so it is good for folks to tell others about WHCB, what they hear on the radio station, if it meets their needs, if it helps them, uh, if it provides uh, spiritual uh, edification or joy or whatever. If you listen to WHCB and you have a reason for listening, then tell others so they can listen as well. And then thirdly, we ask folks to give to the work of WHCB. Now, that is the one that requires financial support. And uh, we provide tax receipts for the gifts that come in because we are a 501c3 tax-exempt organization. Uh, and we do appreciate your financial support. It's what keeps us on. We are listener-supported. If you'd like to give securely online, you certainly may do that by going to our website, whcbradio.org, whcbradio.org. And if you've got a church news item for us, send it to us there on the website. We would love to hear from you. Okay? Ran that down, didn't I? Okay, we're ready. Uh, J. Hudson Taylor, the great missionary, wrote a lot. Uh, and I'm glad he did. Uh, he wrote a book called A Retrospect. And uh, we pulled this out. Uh, about how we should preach, how we should speak, how we should talk, how we should present the truth of Jesus Christ. And he begins it this way, Opportunities for service are to be found in every sphere, and mine was no exception. I shall only mention one case now that gave me great encouragement in seeking conversions, even when it seemed apparently hopeless. God had given me the joy of winning souls before, but not in surroundings of such difficulty. With God, all things are possible, and no conversion ever takes place except by the almighty power of the Holy Spirit. The great need, therefore, for every Christian worker is to know God. Indeed, this is the purpose for which he has given us eternal life. As our Savior himself said uh, in John 17:3. this is uh, eternal life that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Now, he puts uh, some parens in John 17, 3, and would have it quoted this way. This is the object of eternal life, not to know, but that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I was now to prove the willingness of God to answer the prayer of spiritual blessing under the most unpromising circumstances, and thus to gain an increased acquaintance with the prayer answering God as the one mighty to save. 
A short time before leaving for China, it became my duty daily to dress the foot of a patient suffering from senile gangrene. The disease commenced as usual, insidiously, and the patient had little idea that he was a doomed man and promptly had not long to live. I was not the first to attend him, but when the case was transferred to me, I naturally became very anxious about his soul. The family with whom he lived were Christians, and from them I learned that he was an avowed atheist, very antagonistic to anything religious. They had, without asking his consent, invited a scripture reader to visit him, but in great passion he had ordered him out of the room. The uh, pastor in the area had been called, hoping to help him, but he had spit in his face, refused to allow him to speak. His temper was passionate, was very violent, and altogether the case seemed to be as hopeless as could be imagined. When I first came to attend him, I prayed much about it, but for two or three days said nothing to him of a religious nature. By special care in dressing his diseased limb, I was able considerably to lessen his sufferings, and he soon began to manifest grateful appreciation for my service. So one day, with a trembling heart, I took advantage of his warm acknowledgments to tell him what was the spring of my action, and to speak of his own solemn position and need of God's mercy through Christ. It was evidently only by a powerful effort of self-restraint that he kept his lips closed. He turned over in bed with his back to me and uttered not a word. I couldn't get the poor man out of my mind, and often through each day I pleaded with God by his spirit to save him before he died. After dressing the wound, relieving the pain, I never failed to say a few words to him, which I hoped the Lord would bless. He always turned his back to me, being annoyed, never spoke a word in reply. After continuing this for some time, it seemed to me that um, my heart was sank, and my heart was sinking. It seemed that I was not only doing no good, but perhaps hardening him, increasing his guilt. Uh, one day, after dressing his limb and washing my hands, instead of returning to the bedside to speak to him, I went to the door and stood hesitating for a few moments, with the thought through my mind, Ephraim is joined to his idols, let him alone. I looked at the man and saw his surprise, as it was the first time since speaking to him I had attempted to leave without going up to his bedside to say a few words for my master. I could bear it no longer. Bursting into tears, I crossed the room and said, My friend, whether you will hear or whether you will forbear, I must deliver my soul, and went on to speak very earnestly to him, telling him with many tears how much I wished that he would let me pray with him. To my unspeakable joy, he did not turn away. But he replied, If it will be a relief to you, do so. I can scarcely say that I fell on my knees, poured out my whole heart to, uh, and whole soul to God on his behalf. I believe the Lord then and there wrought a change in his soul. He was never afterwards unwilling to be spoken to and prayed with, and within a few days he definitely accepted Christ as his Savior. Oh, the joy that it was to me to see that dear man rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. He told me that for 40 years he had never darkened the door of a church or a chapel, and then 40 years ago he had entered into a place of worship to be married, could not be persuaded to go inside when his wife was buried, and now, thank God, his sin-stained soul, I had every reason to believe, was washed, was sanctified, was justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Oftentimes, when in my early work in China, circumstances rendered me almost hopeless of success, I have thought of this man's conversion, 
and have encouraged to been encouraged to persevere in speaking the word whether men would hear or whether they would not what a wonderful testimony this is from j hudson taylor many 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 years ago 100 what 150 or more years ago i guess something like that now wow Let's go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this week, and we thank you for the day that dawns before us. We thank you for the weekend and for the opportunities of service you're going to give us, each one. We thank you for the pastors and the ministers and the teachers and the preachers who are going to be standing, proclaiming your word. Give them ears to hear and souls to respond to the call of God that as they present it from your word. Father, I pray that you would bless their efforts and that wonderful fruit would result. Now, Father, I do pray for our listeners today and ask you to use the work of WHCB in their lives. I pray that you would make provision for them and for us and for this ministry. And we thank you for that. We thank you as well, Father, that you have prepared for us, in the midst of still preparing for us, a home in heaven. And we thank you for that eternal dwelling place. We give you praise in the name that is the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.